Radio Life Sciences podcast for a behind-the-scenes look into GSLS, made by students and educators for the scientists of tomorrow. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of uh, Radio Life Sciences. We are dedicating a couple of episodes to talking about the profiles that are on offer in the Graduate School of Life Sciences so that everybody can get a better idea of what is out there and whether a certain profile uh, matches uh, their interests. So I'm very happy to have uh, two guests here today with me to talk about this. So first of all, we have the profile coordinator, Sana de Jong. Hi, Sana. Hi. And uh, we have one of the students of the profile, Josh Elford, here to talk to us. Hi, Josh. Hi. So I'm going to start off with uh, Sana, I guess. So uh, Sana, you, as they say, uh, wear many hats in our uh, graduate school. So first of all, you're the program coordinator of biology of disease, but you're now also the coordinator of the profile of translational life sciences. So um, yeah, how did you come to, uh, to be the coordinator of this profile? Yes, that's a good question, Spiro. So indeed, I am already program coordinator of biology of disease. But in addition to that role, I'm also involved in uh, innovation in the master programs um, or in our master education. From that end, I am involved in this profile. So from my perspective, I think it's very important that we teach our students a certain set of skills which are not only related to professional skills, but also, as we call them, the transferable skills. And I am especially interested and and highly motivated to involve society there and to make research relevant for society. And that's where the translational life sciences comes from. So it's really also personal uh, or an intrinsic motivation to, to give this to our students with them in the in the program that they follow and they to give them an opportunity to well to learn more about it and to really actively develop transferable skills and uh, not only are you the coordinator of the profile but you've also been very actively involved in the development and the design of the profile from the get-go right yes that's correct yeah and how quickly did you have to develop uh, this uh, profile in the end, uh, we had to do it very quickly. So the idea was there already for a longer time. So as, ex- as explained, so we wanted to do something with translation life sciences and these transferable skills within our graduate school. Then, of course, we had the start of the current COVID pandemic. Then everything went much faster. So due to the expected limitations in research projects, we also had to come up with alternatives. And there the profiles would be a very good solution. Yeah, so in about um, six months, we had to develop. I think as challenging as this year has been for everybody, it's also been a great opportunity and a driver for growth. Uh, Growth individually, we've all had to develop new skills and get used to be more adaptable to uh, situations, but also growth, I think, on a school level in uh, really pushing forward ideas that maybe have been there for a while and not really been uh, developed as intensively. Yes, well, I totally agree that it brings also new and very nice opportunities like this profile. At some points, we learned that, okay, next editions we should adapt or there were still things on the road during the profile that we had to adapt or still had to develop. So I think for us, Corona is a good, was a good pressure to really develop it and make it happen. And it's also part of the mentality of the school that we uh, want to keep developing and innovating so it's not like 
nothing is ever perfect. There's always things to uh, make better, things to develop further. So I think this has been an amazing, amazing start. Yeah, because I think this is also part of this profile, actually. So it is open education. We don't know either which direction it will go. And that's that's part of this type of education. It's called challenge-based education. So also next editions, uh, we will not foresee where the students, what kind of direction they will choose. So there is always some kind of insecurity and we need to be flexible also in the upcoming editions. Yeah, so you're already opening the way to uh, something that I wanted to ask. So um, I think you now already mentioned something that makes this profile quite special and yeah, quite different than a lot of the education that has currently been available in uh, in our school. So uh, if you would quickly have to describe to students uh, what the general idea behind the profile is and what sort of makes it special, what would that be? Well, I think uh, the, the, the first main thing is that students work on a capstone project the, the majority of their time. And the capstone project is to find a solution for a real problem that's currently existing and is experienced by society. So that's the starting point for the capstone project. And um, the second thing is indeed from a challenge-based perspective. So this is a challenge. We don't know the outcome either. And we do not want to direct the students too much in a certain direction. Uh, that's up to the students. So they will start the journey from, okay, this is the problem. And together we're going to work to a solution uh, with each other, with us as teachers and supervisors, but also with their clients. So the persons who experience the problem. And that makes it very open education. Students have their own responsibility, but also their ownership of the project. They create their own education, basically. Yeah, so the capstone project is a major component of the profile, but then uh, you include more elements to sort of strengthen and give them tools to uh, to really address the capstone project, right? So uh, what sort of extra things do, uh, do they get? Yeah, so we set the framework, so to say. So we have certain milestones that the students have to, to deliver and to, to go through the different phases, we offer uh, workshops and sessions that the students can learn about certain skills or uh, new aspects that are that they are not familiar with yet. Especially in the beginning of the profile, there are quite some workshops uh, that students can become acquainted with how to involve stakeholders, uh, different types of communication, uh, but also uh, collaborate with each other on such a project. And we have also intervision meetings that they can also talk about their frustrations or the things that they, well, that they face during the, during the project. So we try to facilitate the students and, and give them the skills or at least the the tools that they need to make it a successful capstone project. And these are these are real clients with a real uh, unmet question or need, right? So how does one go about finding these uh, these collaborators or these stakeholders? These problems are everywhere, of course. We will make use of our network and the network of the Graduate School of Life Sciences. We approach people uh, within the UMC, within the UU, but also outside in companies and ask them, so do you have any unsolved problems that, that are there, that there is a clear link to the society? And uh, would it, wouldn't it be nice if a small group of students will work on this for six months and that maybe they can help you out there? Not so often somebody approaches you and says, uh, I want to help you. What is your issue? What is your problem? I'm here to help. I think, yeah, so it's open education, like you said, it's challenge based, but then 
I presume that the capstone projects and the stakeholders uh, might be different from addition to addition of, uh, of the course. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so that also really yeah makes every edition unique and special, I guess. And students are really creating something. Yeah. And we try to make it a broad spectrum of topics, of course, that we can offer to students. And it might be very nice in the future if students can also bring up topics themselves in which they are interested, of course. Uh, but that's from an organizational point of view a, a bit more challenging. Well, in the end, I think it's not really also about the topic, but also how you approach it and uh, you will work on it. You will grow into the topic as well. So if we can offer a wide set of challenges and clients, and, and of course, we try to put all the students on a topic that they are interested in, that will enhance their motivation, I think. Yeah, definitely. So what do you aim for students to, uh, to know or to uh, develop by the time they're done? Yeah, the, the aim is, is mainly uh, related to the skills. And these skills are, uh, for example, on communication. And uh, it's about communication within your group and collaboration, of course. But there is also uh, something that is currently not really involved, I think, in the, in the graduate school is uh, how do you involve stakeholders? So how do you speak to patients? How do you speak to uh, a company? How do you speak to a health insurance? Because you will need them uh, to create feasible solutions for life sciences problems. And uh, these different types of communication, how to approach people, how do you get them along with you in your project? So I think this is a very relevant topic. And a second one which is addressed is about your personal development. So that you learn about yourself, okay, where am I now? What, where am I already very good at? And where is some room for improvement? And if you have some room for improvement, then uh, also learn, okay, how am I going to do this? And who do I need to improve? So can I use my peer students? Should I do another course or an, I don't know, other things that you want to do, but you also have to reflect a lot about, okay, how are you doing? And uh, how are you going to improve? So really to, to develop your, yeah, your professional self, I think. Yeah, I think it goes much in line with a, a general sort of direction and focus that we're trying to take, I think, in the school, which uh, is a lot to do with personal development, with yeah, taking control of your own future, your own curriculum, to be aware of all the different resources that are at your disposal and that everybody can make the best use of them. I agree. And I think this is also very relevant to prepare yourself for the job market. So we try to mimic also a bit about what you can expect later on in your professional life. Yeah, so I can imagine there's, uh, well, the spectrum that uh, of subjects that, and um, yeah, capstone projects is quite wide. So how, what sort of positions do you uh, envision students being able to occupy by having sort of this, this education in their background? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it differs that much from any other profile that the student will take. So you can still go towards uh, academia, so do a PhD, but also if you want to go more towards consultancy industry, uh, biopharmaceutical uh, industry or, or something else. So I don't think that this profile really prepares you for a specific direction in society. But maybe it's also nice to, to hear from Josh if he thinks that he's better prepared or worse prepared for a certain direction. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question, I think, actually. 
I think it's not something that I would have covered had I done a different profile. So I think for me personally, going on to hopefully do a PhD later, I think it's something really to look at these different stakeholders. How can I involve them in, in the solutions I'm coming up with? I think that's something um, I, up until this point I've never covered. So for me, that's that's the, my, my favorite skill so far from the profile, um, really just yeah, learning how to involve all these different parts of the puzzle that is uh, society and seeing how our uh, life science solution can play in that, in that puzzle. Yeah, so I think what I'm what I'm hearing and what I what I think is then very valuable is that uh, what this profile does is that it offers you a, a new perspective, let's say that you can apply to all sorts of different settings. And I think that's that's very useful. And uh, it's good to diversify, I guess, the way that we approach uh, subjects. And maybe I can add to that. I think it's also in current days of research, it's very relevant to do something that adds up to society. We have a responsibility to improve society from a life sciences perspective. So I think it will become more and more relevant to also know what is there in society and how can I translate that into my own expertise and how can I translate my findings towards society again so that they can uh, be helped with it. And I might add on top of that that um, I think what we're seeing is is sort of, yeah, more of these uh, big interdisciplinary projects uh, that are yeah more and more i think uh, the the future of uh, of how we do things and we see that yeah bringing people together from with different backgrounds and perspectives is really yeah the way to unlock yeah the new major discoveries i think going forward and uh, what we're missing maybe a little bit are these uh, people who can stand sort of at the crossroads between all of these different perspectives and know how to talk to different stakeholders and know how to bring people together to advance these uh, types of projects. So um, yeah, that's also uh, something really nice. Yeah, I greatly agree. <laughs> well, um, we've uh, opened the door to Josh now, so I'm gonna continue a little bit with him, but uh, feel free, Sana, to interject whenever there is something. So, um, which uh, master's program are you uh, following, Josh? So I'm now in my second year of drug innovation. Okay, nice. And uh, if you would like, give us a, a short recap of uh, sort of your, your background and uh, how you came to be here. Yeah, so I did my bachelor also in, uh, in Utrecht College of Pharmaceutical Sciences. So I have a bit of a biomedical background anyway. Uh, and then uh, I did my internship last year also in the, within the university, um, a major internship. And then come January, I was then looking for a profile to do. Were you uh, sold on it directly or uh, is it something that you felt uh, you were missing and it all of a sudden existed and you were very uh, happy to jump on it? Or how did you? To be honest, I, I suppose uh, it, it wasn't my first plan. My first plan was to do another another research internship. But uh, with all the challenges that Corona threw up in terms of finding places and all the, all the difficulties that arose with that, I think this was definitely having then to look at my options within the graduate school. It was definitely the one that uh, sort of leapt out to me. As, as what I'd prefer to do, sort of, yeah, what Sana has already said with taking uh, these problems and then applying it to your research and then turning that question back around and seeing how can your research be used in society? I think that's something that really appeals to me uh, and something I hope to use in future. Yeah, so I think something which Sana already stressed, but I think we cannot stress enough is that there is a great component that has to do, like you are still doing a project, you are performing research perhaps in a different way than, uh, than yeah, the traditional sort of internships that we, that we have in mind. But this is definitely a very creative and yeah, there is that aspect of research. 
So um, what was the capstone project that uh, you worked on uh, during uh, the profile? So, yeah, no, our, uh, our capstone is uh, still uh, fitting with my background as sort of something biomedical. So it's, uh, it was provided to us by someone from TNO. So we, we have regular meetings with her um, and she basically wanted a better diagnostic method um, for kidneys. So her interest is in chronic kidney disease um, but also this is something that we could apply also in preclinical research, for example. So she came to us with this problem that, okay, it's, it's underdiagnosed and diagnosed too late. Um, I want a better tool that is easy to use and can be implemented, uh, for example, by a, by a GP. So it has to be quite simple, quite, quite um, nothing too complicated in terms of what you have to do or what the result tells you. So... She really kind of left the, the the doors open with what we could actually do. So that was that was quite challenging in some ways, but also uh, quite nice to have the freedom to really, really sort of go wild with uh, all these ideas we came up with. And uh, yeah, I think we've uh, ended up with a really nice product in the end. I think. And uh, did you did you go wild? Um, well, I think at first um, we we kept it quite you know down to earth, sort of, sort of okay, here's some biomarkers or something we could look at. And she said, yeah, I don't know, let's. Uh, that's too boring. <laughs> um, really, really go outside the box. So then we went outside the box. We started looking into nanoparticles and things that I've never actually had hands-on experience with, but um, really trying to like have a solid basis in science. Um, so, so it's actually explore something beyond my, my beyond my comfort zone um, in terms of like nanomaterials. I, I've never worked with those, but uh, sure, let's let's give it a go. So I, I think we I think we went quite quite outside the box. Yeah. I think uh, that's, yeah, from my own experience also uh, in any type of uh, research, it's a shame to limit yourself to thinking in terms of the things that you're already familiar with. I think uh, it's really great if you can allow yourself to really, uh, yeah, have a crazy idea that you don't even know if it's feasible and try and find out whether it's feasible or not than to limit yourself in uh, in thinking only in a very realistic or... Uh, feasibility term. So um, yeah, it's nice that you went there. Um, so what else uh, was included uh, during your profile? What other components were there there for you? Yeah, so, so obviously you have the capstone project, which is this, um, this problem, societal problem. Um, but then the workshops focusing on yeah, creativity, which is, uh, we learned some really interesting methods with uh, how to generate ideas and how to move forward with those. So that's something I can definitely take with me into future projects. More workshops about um, reflection is also a big a big part of the profile. Um, so how to how to actually properly reflect? Um, it's yeah, we we all have to write these reflection reports at the end of something, but we don't quite understand what we're doing. But actually having these workshops, learning how to reflect properly, um, you actually then sort of go, oh, it's actually quite a useful process to go through. And I think uh, what is important to say also, I'm not sure if we did already, is that the capstone projects you work on uh, in small teams, right? In, uh, in groups. So they're not individual projects. Yeah, we're, we're a team of four, but the others are a team of three. So it's really, uh, you build this, this close group and, and they all have different expertise. So we have someone who studied medicine before, someone who's doing biology of disease, for example. Um, and we, so we all bring this, this little something to the table all these different angles to approach the problem from and that's uh, that's obviously something yeah interdisciplinary uh, interdisciplinarity is really something that's fun to do 
Yeah, I thought maybe it's also nice, and I will invite George to uh, to further elaborate on it. But in in a, one of the last phases of the profile, we also stress the entrepreneurial perspective. So to learn how you can go from an idea towards actual implementation of society. And I noticed that this is also new, both for me, but also for the student I think to, um, where you can put your perspective on. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one, actually. Um, so we had to learn how to make these business uh, business model canvases, how to present, how to pitch, um, and really how to sell your idea to someone who's who's never heard of it. Um, so one of the big features of the of the of the, of the profile is this Dragon's Den, uh, uh, well, event. Where you have all these leading people from research or hospitals or investors even and you have to really sell your idea answer questions under pressure it's, it's really just like the television show <laughs> but um yeah that's, that's something completely I, I i've never thought about selling my ideas i've only ever thought about the research but you know it's something that really goes into selling this or, or creating this whole process for a project you know so really sort of all these different skills yeah, so I was an audience member in the in the Dragons Den event, and uh, I have to say it was a really really nice event to uh, follow. How was it for you? Uh, yeah, so were you nervous about it? Yeah, I, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. <laughs> Definitely giving the giving the pitch was quite a challenge. It's something you know I've had to give presentations in front of yeah maybe a hundred people online even, but this is a, a different kind of pressure. It's this condensed two minute pitch. But you have to really hit hit all the points you want to make and and really come over as convincing. So yeah, we also received pitch trainings from uh, from a pitching expert, which uh, helped enormously. But it's it's very something something completely different to a scientific presentation. And the um, the the questions and perspectives that were brought by the dragons were these things that you'd already sort of thought about, or were there some things that were completely new to you and you were surprised by? How was it? Yeah, our, our team definitely prepared some of the questions based on the, the dragon's background. So mm -hmm. most of them weren't too surprising what we what we got asked. But I think it's um, it's always interesting to think about what are they going to ask based on, on on what they do. So it's yeah, for us it wasn't too surprising what they asked because we'd already researched them and and seen what what they do. But uh, yeah, no, it's completely different. Some of them are even non scientific perspectives. So it's it's yeah. And um, you said you're in a group of four for your uh, capstone project team. Yeah, maybe both of you can say something about this, but how were the teams formed? What were the sort of criteria for forming teams? Yeah, so we had uh, this edition, we had five challenges and uh, the students first became acquainted with, the with these five topics and then they have sent the top three. And we finally created the teams based on their interests and try to create the teams to the top one, top two choice. But I'm assuming there was more interaction with the broader group of students that were in the uh, profile as well. Is that correct, Josh? Exactly. Yeah, we have. So like Sana mentioned earlier, we have these intervision meetings, which were also new to me before I'd started the profile. But it's basically you take one person from all of the groups and then you put them in a new group so they can discuss their problems that they encounter openly and and really sort of, yeah, have an open atmosphere where they can chat about problems or challenges that arise during the project. Uh, also, we have weekly meetings where everything's online at the moment. Uh, we have these weekly meetings where we start the week and we get to know each other a little bit more uh, with these, these guess who games, <laughs> which are quite a nice way to start your Monday and end your Friday. Yeah. How was it to have uh, students from different backgrounds and different programs in this profile? Did you 
really notice the, the difference in uh, perspectives? Yeah, I think also when it comes to explaining your idea to them, it's you're, you obviously become the expert on your topic. So within your group, you discuss it really easily and then you can really, yeah, you can openly discuss what you're talking about. But when you come to present it to the group to, uh, to get some feedback from them, you really need to think about how you, you present it to them to get it across to them. Which actually is quite quite funny because that's that's how we have to think about our research and and society really. So there's a lot of communication aspects. How do I best explain to someone the problem? Because obviously we've now looked at it for six months. So for me, I, I know what the problem is. But to explain that then to someone who's worked on something completely different, it's uh, it's quite challenging, but really interesting. So what would a typical week look like for you in the profile in terms of yeah meetings and? It's very much you and your group plan what to do also in the earlier phases we had a lot more a lot of meetings with uh, stakeholders interviewing patients workshops even uh, throughout the week and then um, yeah so it's, it's very varied and then you end the week on a friday with a with a weekend kind of closure that's, that's very much your own your own planning that's nice so what would you say were your favorite aspects of it yeah i'd say that definitely the most exciting was the dragon's den this is sort of this big moment that we built up to but also even like in the beginning when we had to identify our stakeholders and, and really reach out to them, we had to get in touch with patient organizations. And that's something that we've never had to do and even interview patients and learn about their, their disease pathway and, and, and how that affects them to really sort of get to what the problem is. So that was also something really fun and really interesting to do for me at least. Did you also find certain aspects to be challenging for you? I think the whole thing is pretty challenging. Really, really sort of learning these new skills about stakeholder identification and uh, even generating these ideas and how to move them on uh, in, in, in further steps. It's, it's, it's super challenging to sort of, you know, keep working on it and, and, and pushing your ideas to, uh, to get them to a good, a good place. Did the profile meet your expectations? Did you have a very sort of uh, clear idea of what you were getting into? Or, uh, of course, as Sana said, it's pretty open... Uh... The, the outcome can go uh, many different directions. So it's hard maybe to uh, to have a super clear image, but... Um... No, exactly. I think um, it was it was hard to sort of have expectations going into it because of course it's it's so new. Um, so I didn't really know. Yeah, I, I obviously know what translational science is and the idea behind it, but I thought, ah, that sounds cool. But, uh, I think it's actually sort of almost exceeded my expectations that it's, um, yeah, we, we get to work with these super cool problems and, and really you know, come out with a product at the end, which, which our, our client wants to take further than, than the profile. So it's, it's really, really a great opportunity to try new things and, and work on something that's a real problem in society. So I think in that way, it's really beyond what I expected. And can you uh, think back on a moment when you, you really felt inspired uh, in this profile, either by a, a certain workshop or a moment in your capstone project? Yeah, well, there's so many moments. <laughs> I think definitely talking to the patients. I think that's something where you where you suddenly realize, oh, this this is a problem. You know, you, you sort of think, oh, let, we have to have to do something about this. I think it, removing that barrier of of sort of now often the problem is quite faceless, if you know what I mean. But, but really, sort of meeting people who are affected by the problem that you're researching that's that's sort of almost is, is yeah, it's inspiring to me. I think it's uh, something that really doesn't happen very often in research that you really get to see who is being affected or helped by uh, the things that you're developing. So I can imagine it being very inspiring indeed. 
Okay, so uh, for people that are listening to this podcast episode and are thinking of following the profile, yeah, maybe both of you actually can uh, can say something about this. So what type of people would you recommend this profile to? And Josh, maybe you can. Yeah, maybe maybe I can start. I think really anyone, because the problems that we that we come up against are, are really sort of needing all these different approaches and all these different people who have different skills to look at them. So it's, I know people in the profile who, who have a background and I say, oh, whoa, that's that's completely 180 from where, where I'm looking at things. So I think really anyone who's who wants to apply their, their knowledge and their skills to, to solving real problems, that's that's kind of who needs to look at this profile. Do you have anything to add to that, Sana? Um, uh, yeah, maybe it, it's not, I think, per se, uncharacteristic of our students, but um, I think it's good to realize that in this profile, we expect students to have, well, to be open for other perspectives and that you're open to change your mind and that you're willing to further develop yourself. So I think that's an important aspect. And the other thing is that, um, uh, keep in mind that uh, you should be some kind of flexible or resilient as well, because it's not always uh, like you expect it to go. And uh, it's also something that you have to solve yourself. Of course, we as teachers, we are there to facilitate you or to support you. But this is really education in which you as a student will take responsibility and you can you can create a set already. You, you are also the owner of your own education here. So you can think along about what you want to develop. Uh, so we need active participation, but we also need some kind of resilience from uh, from our students. Does either of you have any sort of final pieces of advice for anybody who is listening to this podcast or something you'd like to say to them? I think just if you're interested, also try to come in contact either with me or with one of the students that's currently taking the profile to hear experiences and to know a bit what to expect. Yeah, so with that, maybe then we can uh, tell students... Yeah, how they can uh, start this profile. So when does it run? How? What is the sign-up process? Yeah, we we expect to uh, to have starting date at the the start of the third period. Um, so it's somewhere in the beginning of February, I believe. So it will run in period three and four. And signing up is uh, uh, comparable to also the other profiles. So you will use the. Uh, application form for the profiles and you will write a brief motivation of why you want to take this profile um, so we have limited capacity so if necessary then we need to make a selection and the selection then will be based on motivation and I'm not sure about the deadline yet uh, we will communicate that soon on the website on the study guide yeah so uh, check the study guide for all of your uh, latest and most updated information um, so with that, I think uh, we've covered uh, all of the different topics. I think everybody gets a really uh, good idea of what the, what is in store for them uh, with this profile. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it and found it useful. And I'd like to thank both of you for being here today and making time for this. So thank you, Sana and Josh. Yeah, no problem. Welcome. It was very nice uh, to participate in this initiative. So thank you for the invitation. Once again, we'd like to thank Sana and Josh for talking to us about the new Translational Life Sciences profile. For the general overview, please refer to the GSLS Study Guide website. 
The TLS profile provides students with an opportunity to experience research from a different perspective. It teaches how to talk to stakeholders such as patients and companies and bridge them by developing innovative solutions. If you're interested in training yourself on how to think outside of the box and learning how to develop solutions to real-life societal problems and bring them to life within a very interdisciplinary environment, then this profile might be the one for you. This episode was brought to you by Spiros and Susanna. Thank you for listening. Radio Life Sciences